Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Which is that this law from the Supreme Court, Dobbs, and the laws that will follow in states like Ohio and Texas and Georgia and other states will bring us government-mandated pregnancies for 10-year-olds, fourth graders, little girls. And to deflect from that, they choose to bully and beat up transgender individuals. That's Eric Swalwell. He is the congressman from California, and he is a fool. No one's beating up on anybody. And we should break down what he had to say in one of the rougher conversations we may have ever had. To which, I have no problem. Just like we asked hard questions of the Indy Star, we'll ask hard questions of Eric Swalwell and hard questions of ourselves. And if I sound bad, it's a cold. That's all. Just a cold. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Government-mandated pregnancy for 10-year-olds. That's what SCOTUS has brought us by overturning Roe v. Wade. No, that's not true. That's not true, and there is data out to show that that is not true. But let's start with, of course, what this story is. Ten-year-old girl was raped in Ohio. We were told that Ohio trigger laws post-Roe v. Wade being overturned did not allow for an abortion to take place after a certain number of weeks. So this 10-year-old was brought to Indiana to have an abortion where a doctor performed the abortion. That doctor was then highlighted in a story by the Indianapolis Star about how this 10-year-old had to come to Indiana for an abortion because Ohio wouldn't allow it. See? Look at what's happened post-Roe v. Wade. Look at how evil it is. I state clearly, without a moment's hesitation, that the purpose of the story was to move narrative on that subject. That is different than whether or not the story was accurate. But I did ask questions. I won't shy away from a single one of them. What is the vetting process? Was it followed? Was the vetting process for a story? Was it followed in, in, in sharing the story? Is it, I mean, I'll ask this question now. Is it normal for a story like this to go out based on the word of one person? And if this doctor performed the abortion, was anything reported about the rape? These, these are questions that were being asked. Because the reporting had, it had gaps, it had holes, it was peculiar. It wasn't complete. Those who push narrative over facts claimed, how dare you question this girl? You'll notice I no questions for this girl at all. How dare you not believe her? Well, I never believe all women. If we're going to get into a conversation of believe all women... For those on the left who've been screaming and yelling at me so foolishly on Twitter, do you believe Tara Reid, who claims that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her? 
you dismissed that woman because you don't believe all women. We should be people of facts, logic, and reason. Always, always, always. And there were questions in this story. This story went huge. Megan Fox from PJ Media had really led the charge. You have Glenn Kessler from the Washington Post who said there's some, there are some issues with this reporting. And then the next day, boom, there's an arrest in the case. An arrest of a 27-year-old who, as we have the story now, was in the country illegally. Which leads to more questions. How did he get here? Why did the Attorney General of Ohio go on Fox News to say he hasn't heard a whisper about this case when the next day there's an arrest made? I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of questions about how this comes down. But I don't think anything should take away from the fact that a 10-year-old was raped. It's, it's, it's beyond horror. Beyond horror. And the left, because it became a left-right thing, the left says this is the reason why you have to have abortion on demand. I think this is something that forces us to ask, are children getting raped with any level of regularity? I mean, is a 10-year-old getting raped? Well, there's a story out, a story in the Columbia Dispatch, the Columbus Dispatch, sorry. An analysis, this according to Robin Atkins, an analysis of, no, I'm sorry, the, this according to the Columbus Dispatch, sorry. An analysis of Columbus police reports filed since May 9th found that 50 reports of rape or sexual abuse involving girls 15 years or younger That number of reports may also be underreported because of restrictions on public records related to reports. And then it continues, related to reports initiated by mandated reporters. Because you're talking about sexual assault, some of them could be young boys. But the argument being made goes as follows. If you have in the state of Ohio... 50 children, 15 or younger, being raped. Here, 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 here's the, the bigger data. In 2020, there were 52 abortions in children 15 or younger in Ohio, accounting for 0.3% of the 20,605 abortions performed that year. 63 in 2019, 54 in 2018, 61 in 2017, 76 in 2016. And this is just Ohio. So they did uh, the, the, the math. And based on how this reporting goes, you've got, if you, if you were to extrapolate that number to all 50 states, You'd have like 15,000 abortions in children 15 or younger. I'm sorry, 15,000? 
That number is beyond huge. That number is massive, which leads to a question that someone got to before I did, but I think it's a good question. If this is the case, where you have this many children uh, having abortions, are they all being properly reported? This is children being abused. Are you telling me we don't report these? Well, no, we can't have the child's, uh, you know, privacy. No, 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 you mean you're not going after the rapist. You mean you're not going after the rapist. How many children are getting raped and we don't report it for whatever reason? You claim privacy? What if you just, you, you know who it is and there's somebody who's here illegal and you don't want that narrative getting out? Is this a story of abortion covering up rapes? Is this happening in the United States? Have people been getting abortions and therefore we don't know the horror that's going on out there? It wasn't my question, it was a question asked and I think it is a legitimate one. Just like it was legitimate to ask questions about the reporting. I don't shy away from that. I do openly mock people like Eric Swalwell, an elitist pseudo-intellectual. Which is that this law from the Supreme Court, Dobbs, and the laws that will follow in states like Ohio and Texas and Georgia and other states will bring us government-mandated pregnancies for 10-year-olds, fourth graders, little girls. And to deflect from that, they choose to bully and beat up transgender individuals. Again, that's not true. It's the people who keep pushing the transgender side who like to bully young girls. But a question has to be asked. First, the Dobbs case would limit abortions after a certain number of weeks. He says that means it would be mandated pregnancy for 10-year-olds. I guess the question is, is abortion the only option? Now, I have asked the question that people will try to manipulate up and down and left and right. Let them. We're rational people having a very hard conversation. The kind of hard conversation that states and citizens in those states all around the country need to have. What is it that we want? How do we want this to work? If I listen to Eric Swalwell, the only answer is an abortion for all of this. If, if, If a family didn't want the abortion, would Eric Swalwell sue them to do it? Force them into it? And who's making this decision? The 10-year-old? Because 10-year-olds can't make medical decisions. Unless Eric Swalwell is such a monster that not only do you have a 10-year-old being raped, he wants to force the decision on whether or not to terminate that pregnancy on the shoulders of the 10-year-old. I mean, that's a level of evil that's kind of hard to comprehend. Rough conversations. 
required by you, me, and we, required by we the people. And these are conversations that aren't made easier when people want to scream and yell in social media, call you a liar and claim this and that because you asked questions about reporting. Never, ever feel bad about asking a question about reporting. But sometimes you got to accept the answer. What do I think? I think the Indy Star did an incomplete job in its reporting in the original story. I think that's pretty obvious. I think there was an arrest. And right now, everything shows us that it's con- these two cases are connected. I feel sick that 10-year-olds are getting raped and... It is horror to learn that it happens far more often than I ever noticed or realized. The question before us is, how do we handle these things? The first thing we do is we don't pay attention to narrative-seeking psychopaths who want to claim, oh, you're just in favor of forced birth. You mean birth. You You mean birth. Just in general, birth. Forced birth, I mean, they're, it's, it's a diluted sickness. And, and it's a diluted sickness in that when they're like, see, we told you she was raped. It was. It was like they did it with a little bit of glee. See, it proves our narrative. I don't, I don't want your narrative proven at the expense of a 10-year-old. That's insane. But, man, follow my, follow my feed, and you will see some real ugly stuff. These conversations are indeed ugly, but they are required of us as a free nation who now has to deal with making our own decisions state by state. So I'm not afraid to have that conversation if you're not. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Joe Biden, he is in Israel, screwing up something, guaranteed or your money back. I'm going to talk to Jay Carafano about that in the next hour. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, yes, a cold. It's it's winning right now, but you'll notice I'm still here. So in the end, I get to declare uh, the victory. Also uh, talking about some of the economic insanity, the economic advisors for Joe Biden, talking about how we need to engage more spending. And then this was, uh, of all people, Jake Tapper, who personally I don't like because he was very rude to me. But he certainly did this right. Uh, and we, we understand it would have at least a, a modest effect on price levels. But the president is reviewing the tariffs. It is complicated. It's part of uh, you know, our relationship with China. It's part of a geopolitical decision-making. But it is uh, part of the tools that the president is considering uh, deploying at this time. You know, I just feel like uh, every month um, one of you nice people from the White House comes on the show to talk about inflation and you talk about these tools uh, in the president's toolkit and you don't use them. You don't use these tools. Uh, And, you know, there's debating and discussing going on. uh, And meanwhile, prices are still going up. Look, you know, the. No, it's the right question. It's the right statement. What they want to do is engage more spending. We will get into that. The Dow is down 360. It was down over 500. Because you've got people discussing the idea of doing full point rate hikes. 
And they're not done. They're not done by any stretch of the imagination. Even if they did a full point in July, why wouldn't they do a full point in August or a full point in September? Especially considering that the White House is looking at more spending. More spending exacerbating uh, the, the inflation. Whether the White House agrees with that or not, they don't know anything, so... But we'll get to that. I think one of the unique stories is Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, he is the governor of California. Oh, God! What he is. Yeah, it's, not my, it's not my fault. He, he's the governor of California, and he is at the White House. But Biden's not at the White House. Biden is in Israel and then Saudi Arabia. So what is he doing at the White House? Just taking a tour, letting himself into rooms, giving people a little preview of what it could be like if you elected him? That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Well, he's doing something. And the Democratic Party let him. They let him do this. You know, you heard uh, the audio where, where Biden is getting all super angry. Because he doesn't like that anybody is questioning whether or not he's going to be the nominee next year. He doesn't like being questioned at all. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the poll. Read the poll, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. Yeah, they don't want him to run again. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees that they don't want him, although he wants it. And they're like, why won't these people accept yes for an answer? It's because they know you're incompetent. They know that you're an old man. There's a video out of Israel showing him trying to figure out which chair he's supposed to sit in. It's bad stuff, guys. It's bad stuff all the way around. They don't believe he has the mind. They don't believe he has the policies. Remember what they told us. He was the most competent. He was the most knowledgeable. He has his entire career failed up. And now in this fail up, he failed us. Remember that. Remember that when you vote. This is Tony Katz today. on to what Dr. Will was saying, just where things are in, in the economics. As the IBJ who had this story, Indianapolis Business Journal, IBJ.com, area existing home sales are beginning to slow, but the prices are still rising. Very interesting that when you take a look at month over month and year over year, things are down. Yet, uh, you know, uh, 3,960 single-family home sales in June of 2021 and June of 2022, 3,711. So it's a decrease of 6.3%. That's according to the latest data from, uh, from my board, from the Realtor Association. What's interesting is that in June of 2021, 
the average, the median, I should say, price for a home in the area was $250,316. This month, month of June, I should say, $300,000. That's 19.8%. Your house went up 50 grand in a year. So the people who didn't buy in 2021, man, they're paying one hell of a premium. Now, I think the 2021 people feel about that compared to 2020, but 50,000 is real stuff. Homeowners are getting 101.9% of their asking price. In June of 2021, it was 102%. That's, is that good? Uh, I got to assume that's good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. All right? No one's getting a deal. Everyone's paying over. I hear that story all the time. Everyone's, you, you thinking of selling your house now? Me? No, nah, I'm waiting until it goes up to a million dollars, then I'm going to sell it. And where are you going to move to? Who cares? I'm a millionaire. I can do whatever I want. You can't do whatever you want. It's not a million dollars isn't a million dollars anymore. Science is science, Tony. I'm not going to hear your babble. A mil- do, you, do you really believe that a million is a million? I am going to own a private island with dinosaurs running around on it. That's, that's, that's never, ever going to happen. I saw it in a movie. <laughs> dinosaurs are going to eat you first. Well, hell of a way to go. They're going to, I mean, I mean, it, it won't take five minutes. It won't take for five minutes for the velociraptors to be like, Ari, yeah, Ari, boom, done, lunch. Not if I learn their language and become friends with them. Yeah. Well, well, thank goodness you have a plan. That's, that's important. Uh, the, the economy is doing strange things. And none of these things are valuable. And so when you hear that the Fed is considering another one-point in- increase, which is, you know, I was talking about how the Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller was saying this. Why would I think that's just for July? Why wouldn't I think that's for August as well? It's costing more and more for a house. That's great if you're selling a house, you have no place to buy. And then you have another story on, on the other side of that where home buyers are canceling sales, feeling that the rates are too high and there's just no uh, place for them. That's what we're seeing. And yet we have Obama people, I'm sorry, Biden people. That was awesome Freudian right there. You're welcome, America. Telling you that the answer is more spending. You understand they don't know anything. You've now seen it with your own eyes you've heard it with your own ears these people are in charge and they don't know anything there's actually a great piece uh, in the New York Post by Miranda Devine about how Biden's inexperienced lackeys unlikely to pull U.S. out of inflation doom ain't that the truth keep it here this is Tony Katz today